Hello and welcome back. Episode 98. Woohoo. 98. Yeah. Feeling 98 great. 98 degrees. Oh yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> One of the lesser boy bands, I would say, but still good, you know, still good. They had some hits. Isn't that the uh, Nick Lachey one? Yeah, yeah. yeah Nick okay. Lachey and um, uh, other people whose names I never knew. Um, it's basically Nick Lachey and company. <laughs> Who did uh, Nick Lachey give a blowjob to at Netflix to be in like every fucking reality show? Dude, I love that this is like his new calling now. This is just like what he does. Like, <laughs> what a great career pivot. <laughs> Like, how, is he going to be like, I just want to know, like, how long he plans on doing this. Because he's already, like, getting up there. Like, can you imagine him? Like, he's going to be, like, 70 and, like, still doing this. He's going to be like, hey, this is Love is Blind season 50, guys. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's going to be wild. No, but I would love that to, like, some, see some, like, Dick Van Dyke type dude be like, yeah, all right, we're going to host The Bachelor now. And I'm like, yeah, I would love for this, like, old fucking man to do it. I can um, see that actually. I kind of like it. <laughs> speaking of, Nick Lachey is 48. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's getting up there. Like, <laughs> he looks good for 48, but still, like, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool, especially because all the people on those shows I feel like are like 25. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're they're all super super young. Minus like that one girl on that show we watched who was like 30, and it was like, oh my god, she's so old. And I was like, fuck y'all. Oh my god, I know the one girl who was like 30. Didn't they make one of them say they were younger like afterwards? Yeah, they're she like, was 31, and they they're like, no, she's 27. And I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. some bullshit. <laughs> I was like, ouch. <laughs> As someone who's 31, I take offense at that. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Well, you this week? Uh, I was in Guatemala all last week, so... Uh, How was it? It was really, really fun. Um, the thing about it is we were uh, really careful just because, like, anytime you get, like, water there, it has to be in water bottles and stuff. But uh, yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey and I both had some upset tummies, and I think it was more to, like... If you get ice, it's not necessarily means yeah. it's purified. So I think we had like that issue, but I mean overall it was still fine. So like just my, some minor uh, bathroom issues, but uh, no, we had a beautiful <laughs> time. Uh, we like hiked up a volcano uh, where Antigua was, like kind of like it's like the really like old part of Guatemala. So like it was all like cobblestone roads and everything was by each other. And um, what was funny is every time every place we went to for lunch and dinner. It was like almost structured as like kind of like the old Roman like villas were. So like mm -hmm. every single restaurant would have like a like open outdoor area. And like every single time it was just fucking beautiful. So like no matter what restaurant we went to, it was just like be like a beautiful outdoor seating area. So it was cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. As someone who already has like ongoing digestive issues, like that's like one of the reasons like why I don't like traveling to countries where like the water is not like yeah drinkable just because I'm like I've already got issues like I I don't want more <laughs> like like people love going to Mexico and stuff but I'm like I don't know man like I just don't want to have like diarrhea my entire trip <laughs> like <laughs> yeah oh for Podworthy uh Kelsey and I did have sex on the beach wow was it, it was, like a like a private beach? Like where was this? 
Yeah, so we um, it was, it was so it's technically a lake, but um, <laughs> there uh, there was like a nature preserve, and like you do a little hike, and at the end of it, you get to the, like the beach part, and like no one was fucking there, so we were just like, all right, let's try it. And like it was um, not sand. Like I don't think I could ever have no sex good. In sand. See, that's the issue with yeah. like actual sex on the beach is expectation versus reality on that no one wants sand like <laughs> no but there were some boulders like around the beach so like that's where we went and yeah it worked great excellent mm-hmm. cool well i was not on a tropical vacation i've i've been here <laughs> i've been here i've been here living the dream <laughs> um yeah i literally have nothing interesting to report my life has been pretty average lately um just watching those rings of power huh god we'll get into that later (laughs) (laughs) i am not pleased but we'll 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 talk fantasy shows later because oh boy there were some spicy updates this week on um on house of the dragon so well well, honestly i felt like she hulk and house of dragon went like super horny this week Oh, super horny too. Yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about She-Hulk because I don't think it like really deserves our time, but like we can talk about She-Hulk. <laughs> no, I wanted to just because of the like right. that chuggy girl that was oh, on there. Truly like I loved her. Love her. Madison. <laughs> Madison with a Y and, and two, N's. two N's. But the Y is not where you think. <laughs> Yeah, and Wongers. <laughs> God, I love it. All right, so we'll get into that later. Um, should we get into some stories? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Um, so this is a fun one. Um, this is an Am I the Asshole. I feel like it's personally relevant because speaking of Kelsey, this involves a breast reduction surgery. And as we've discussed on the pod, she had one um, not too long ago. So, and, and you know, it's as we learned, it's very hard. Like I actually, I knew that before, but like, it's really hard, like navigating, like getting insurance to pay and it's expensive. And it, it, it's a pretty like labor intensive process. Like no matter which way you slice it, like whether you're having insurance or paying for it yourself or, you know, whatever it, it, it's quite an undertaking. So this took her about like two to three years, like on her instance. So yeah. 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 And I think that's pretty typical, honestly. Like I think it is pretty hard to get approved or you can just pay out pocket, I guess, but that's like super expensive. So mm-hmm. yeah. So this kind of goes into some of that. Okay. Am I the asshole for saying no when my stepmom asked if I could share my cosmetic surgery money with her daughter? Okay. Um, I am a 22 year old female. My parents divorced when I was 12, but remained friends and are amicable. My mom is still single and my dad remarried six years ago. My stepmom has a daughter who's a 17 year old female from a previous marriage. For some context, I'm a very busty girl and I absolutely hate it. Nothing fits properly. I sweat a lot. My back hurts um, like a ton and it's overall an awful experience without having to mention men who feel they can comment or have some kind of right over my body. My mom was the same as me and she had breast reduction when she was 25. So at 17, I started to ask for one myself. My parents refused at first because I was still in development and they had to save first were promised me that a few years down the road, they'll get one for me. I really don't know if my dad never told his wife about the money, but three days ago when my dad said they hit the mark and I should call my mom to discuss some doctors to make an appointment, his wife asked what he was talking about and he explained about the breast reduction surgery he and my mom were saving for. 
She asked why they were paying for it and not me, since for her, this is a cosmetic surgery and not something I, quote, really need because, quote, having big boobs is every girl's dream. Dad said he promised, and then she said that if that was the case, then they, dad and her, should split the money my dad put towards a surgery to pay for one for my stepsister, who has a crooked nose. I said, no, dad, please, because that would mean I couldn't have the surgery for two or three more years. And my dad said no, because this was something he and my mom did for me, but offered to talk to my stepmom and her ex-husband about the saving plan he and my mom had so that they could pay for my stepsisters in a few years. My stepmom called us both assholes and said I was selfish because her daughter has a, quote, real body image problem, and I'm, quote, fine. <laughs> so, do we think she's the asshole? <laughs> no, but I think there's a really simple way to solve everyone's issue, which is, like, they made this girl wait till she was, like, in her mid-20s. Do yep. the same for the other girl. Like, Yeah, say, like, okay, we'll start saving now, and at 25 yeah. or whatever, you can also have surgery <laughs> which seems yeah. fair to me <laughs> no, i think that's a very simple reason like i get to a degree of just like oh like i don't i get because there's a lot of people with kelsey who like didn't understand the reason for it and stuff like that so like to a degree i'm like yeah she sucks but like i've seen it so much that i'm just like i'm so used to it at this point like i get a lot of people don't get it but like come on like this girl's 17 she doesn't have to have it right away yeah and it's for a quote crooked nose. It's not for something that's like actively like causing her health problems. So I'm sorry. <laughs> like if it were something that was like actually like impacting her health or something, like maybe yeah. she could get like covered by insurance. But this purely sounds cosmetics, in which case she can wait. <laughs> also, who's getting their 17-year-old daughter like a nose job in the first place? Like I kind of think you're a terrible parent if you're doing that, honestly. So yeah. Yeah, like to me, like, wait. honestly, like, in general, unless, like, you're fucking Pinocchio, I just, like, don't see the need of, like, no surgery. Like, because honestly, I think, like, because there's, like, I can't remember who exactly now, but there's, like, some actresses who have, like, very larger noses. And, like, I think it looks actually really good. It's, like, very distinctive. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. There's a lot. Okay, so this is, I've talked about my love of, like, looking at, like, before and after, like, celebrity plastic surgery things yeah. and, like, these accounts that, like, break down, like, what different people have had done and stuff. And, like, honestly, like, the nose job ones, like, I I kind of never like them. Like, they no. always just look so, like, it just turns people into looking, like, really generic. Like, a lot yeah. of times I thought their natural nose was better. Like, it was just, it made them look, like, unique and different. And then it always just looks, like, really, like, just like cookie cutter. I don't know. I never liked the nose job. So I mean, like, no shade if people are if you're an adult and you got money and you want to go get a nose job for yourself, like girl, 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 go for it. You know, like that's on you. Like, have fun. Like, I'm not judging at all. But like, I just think like, I don't know, like, I just feel like it's usually not like a need. Like sometimes people do have like a massive like witch bump or something on their nose. But like a lot of times it's just like, oh, I just want my nose to be like smaller. And it's like, okay, but your nose is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know that just annoyed him and then also I just don't think anyone under the age of really like mid-20s should be really getting any sort of like plastic surgery or like you know cosme any sort of cosmetic surgery done I just feel like you're not even like fully grown yet and like you should settle into like your adult like body image before you start like making like serious life-changing decisions on that but that's just me like I wouldn't let my 17 year old daughter get like a nose job 
No, and I actually think it was smart of the parents to be like, hey, your body's still growing. Like, let's just wait to make sure your body is like fully grown before you get that surgery. That way, like you maximize the most out of it. Like, yeah. I actually think that's a pretty good plan. Yeah, yeah. Seems reasonable to me. So cool. Not the asshole. <laughs> no, not at all. All right. What's yours? This person wants to know if they're the asshole for getting my aunt and uncle kicked out of their house for not letting my husband and I sleep together. Oh, hmm. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting turd. I, uh, yeah, I read this one to Kelsey and I was like, oh, this is like going a lot different direction than I thought. So, um, guy's 27, his uh, husband's 28. Uh, he's the love of my life. I'd only ever dated women before him, but when I met him, I realized I was bi and we fell in love. We got married in the fall of 2018, so it's been almost four years and we now live in Vermont. My whole family is from a small town in Texas, a super conservative Catholic area. I was raised there, but my dad got a job in New York City when I was 15. The culture shock was difficult. We went from living in a rural Texas to living in an apartment in Manhattan. Uh, my parents didn't sell our house in Texas. They allowed our aunt and uncle, who just had their third child, to move in while charging them a small rent. In college, when I came out as bi, my brother and dad were very supportive. My mom needed some time to accept. The rest of my family reacted poorly at first, but came around. During visits, we stayed with my aunt and uncle at my old house, but because we weren't married, we weren't allowed to share a bed. We didn't argue. We would rather make peace. Visiting since, instead of staying with my aunt and uncle, would rent a motel room. During COVID, we did not visit them, but this summer, my parents and bro decided to go visit my hometown again for two weeks. I invited my husband and I wanted a motel again, but my aunt and uncle insisted my brother, husband, and I stay with them. The first night sleeping situation was being discussed after my cousin went to bed. My aunt and uncle wanted uh, me and my bro to take the spare bedroom and husband on the couch. All three of us took issue with that. <clears throat> they snapped that we weren't really not married because we were gay and that they had children in the house. They said that it would be a bad influence on their kids. This hurt my husband's feelings and he started crying and ran out of the room. When my husband ran out, my uncle had the audacity to start laughing. That's when I was red. I started cussing them out so loudly that my young cousins came to investigate. I told them that if they didn't go to apologize to my husband immediately, that I was going to go tell my dad what just happened, and I was going to make sure that they had them kicked out of the house. That was still in my parents' name. My brother seconded everything that I was saying, and they started backtracking and saying that we were still welcome in their house, but that we had to follow their rules. I responded that it wasn't really their house. I told them that they weren't going to be homeless if, they, if I had my way. The kids started crying because they heard me say that they were going to be homeless, so we left. My husband was on the porch crying. I promised him that I would never subject him to that again. I told my dad what happened. To say uh, that my dad was angry would be an understatement. He served them a notice of eviction for 60 days. I have been getting calls and texts and Facebook messages from my family calling me the asshole. So I want to know if I'm the asshole for kicking my uncle and aunt out of their house. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to say no. no. <laughs> going to say no, not at all. Um, but it is pretty funny. <laughs> also a situation of like, why are you biting the hand that feeds? Like, yeah, like, you know, you know this is not your house, but like, you're like still feeling entitled and like can boss the people who do own it around. Like really stupid. You know, like, here's the thing like I feel like people just like can't leave well enough alone like that that is like I feel like this happens all the time in these stories it's like someone's got like a good thing going like okay how about you just like po politely say thank you and like 
not make it a thing. But people always have to make it a thing, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> then they like offered to go rent a motel and they're like, no, no, come stay with us. And then you do this. It's like, man, that is like some weird twisted logic you got. I know. I just, I don't know. Like, what is wrong with people, honestly? <laughs> like, people are so weird. Yeah, they be dumb. God. All right. This is a wild one. Okay. Um, I'm not going to read the title because it kind of gives it away, but this was in the Relationship Advice Reddit. All right. I, 29-year-old female, have dated my ex, a 34-year-old male, for a month and ended things amicably in June. Today, his mom showed up at my workplace while I was working. She asked me if I knew who I, if I knew who she was. I didn't. I thought she was a client. She then proceeded to tell me how her son was extremely depressed because I left him. He is barely eating. He only leaves his house to go to work and doesn't go out much because he doesn't have any friends anymore. She then told me that she was leaving because their family lives abroad and she was extremely concerned about leaving him alone like this. She made me feel like it was my fault he was depressed and lonely and wanted me to get back together with him because he's waiting for me to go back to him. I told her that if he was that lonely, maybe his family could move back here so they can be with him. She said that was their intention if we gave her some grandchildren first. What the fuck? <laughs> I was completely shocked by this approach and was pretty much speechless, but I didn't want to go into details about why we broke up. That's between me and him. And only told her that right now I am focused on work and have other priorities in life. She kept saying that he's lonely and hoping I'll go back to him. Pretty much said indirectly that he was feeling so down and depressed because of me. Pretty much pressuring me to go back so I can take care of him because he's all by himself here. After she left, I was like, what the hell just happened? What the fuck? And that's when I started to process things. I became more and more enraged thinking about it. And I'm seriously thinking about calling him to tell him about this. I don't think he knows his mom showed up in my workplace. And to seriously tell him to forget about me because our breakup was real. We only dated for a month. Whoa, One whoa. One oh. month. <laughs> At the same time, I really don't want to establish any type of communication with him. I even removed him from my social media today because he kept stalking my pages and liking every single thing I post. Ooh. And I don't want to create any problems between him and his mom. What do you guys think I should do? Okay. And there is an update. But first, like, how do you think she should handle the situation? And then I'll read it. <laughs> That is tricky because it's not um, weird. <laughs> one yeah, because I feel like one month is so weird. But like, yeah, like she shows up at her workplace, so I'm like, I'm wondering because like usually the normal things just like just straight up ghost block whatever. But I'm like, should she do some something more if like this like she's getting harassed at her own workplace? So yeah, continue on because I'm I'm curious what this update is gonna be. Okay, update. Thank you guys for your advice. I read all of your comments and I really appreciate all of your help. I decided to ignore the situation and not contact him at all. I only removed him from my social media and I think that at least will send him the message that I'm really not interested in getting back together. However, knowing him, I wouldn't be surprised if he confronts me about removing him from Instagram and Facebook. He doesn't like when I establish boundaries. If he does that, I'll just tell him not to contact me ever again. Thank you so much, everyone. So, yeah, I think she handled it well. I mean, yeah. Because, like, it's a free country. Like, this, like I mean, I, I think, like, someone showing up, at, like, this mom showing up at your work is, like, creepy and weird. But also, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know what type of 
place of work this is but she was like she could have I missed I thought she was a client at first or something so I mean I don't know like it's a free country I don't think you could really like do anything to like enforce like unless you were going to get like a restraining order against the mom but I don't think anyone would give you that for like someone showing no. up at your place of work once like it's not like she came and like threatened her or anything like it is creepy but at the same time I don't think there's anything you can really do about it unfortunately um, so I think just ignoring them was probably the best course of action. So that's good. But yeah, I just one month, <laughs> like one month. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're a parent and like, you know, like your kid's devastated after that, I'd just be like, you know, like there's going to be other people. Like that was just one month of your life. Clearly you didn't know him that well. I know. I feel like this mom is totally like enabling him. Like she's like, oh, he's so depressed. He can't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, and you should tell him to like buck up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like random a hooker, like I don't know, like just, just not that big of a deal. Like, like it was one literally month. month. Like, calm down. <laughs> All right, what's your next one? All right, um, I'm not gonna read the title because it is kind of like uh, giveaway, but it's today I fucked up. I didn't come home alone last night. I had a girl with me. She was confident and cute, and to be honest, I didn't expect like her, uh, someone like her, to be interested in spending the night at my place, considering how socially awkward I was during our entire date. My roommate was in the living room when we entered the apartment. I introduced the two of them before excusing myself to use the bathroom. I poop whenever I'm extremely nervous. I don't know why, but it's been like that since I was a kid. For most people, the possibility of sex is usually a source of excitement. For an inexperienced introvert and socially inept person like me, it's often a source of anxiety. Hence the pooping. I decided to have a quick shower afterwards, wash away whatever the traces were of my nervous reaction to the, on the toilet. I must have been in the bathroom for more or less 30 minutes. I knew it was weird to disappear like that, and I was totally prepared to awkwardly explain my absence. However, when I returned to the living room, I realized no expl explanation was necessary. My date was sound asleep in my roommate's arms while he was still wide awake. As soon as he saw me, he did the finger in front of the lips shush thing. I had no idea what the two of them did in the short time I was gone, but I smelled weed and noticed glow-in-the-dark yo-yos and hula hoops which explained why the living room was darker than before. My roommate suggested I smoke some weed too to pass the time. I ended up smoking too much weed and eventually fell asleep on the couch. This morning when I woke up, my roommate and my date were no longer in the living room. My first instinct was check my roommate's room. They were, they were literally sleeping together. Most of their clothes were on the, on the floor except underwear. I tiptoed to my roommate's side of the bed and woke him the fuck up. The two of us whispered back and forth like we were discussing highly classified information. I accused him of fucking my date behind my back, whereas he denied that anything sexual happened and reminded me that he's gay as fuck. Towards the end of our whisper war, I didn't know what to believe anymore. I was too upset to think clearly. By the time my date woke up, my roommate and I were in the kitchen preparing breakfast in complete silence. Long story short, my date backed up everything my roommate said. Nothing happened between them. Sleeping on the couch was uncomfortable and my roommate's bed was not. The end, I was outnumbered and dis desperate to diffuse this tension, so I accepted whatever they said. Call me paranoid, but I'm convinced they fucked. Which means every even a gay guy has more success sleeping with girls than I do. So what do you think? <laughs> this is just weird all around. I don't know. I, I don't think they fucked. Like I, I think he's I, I think he's gay. Um I don't know. It but it seems like a weird vibe all around. This guy, I think the best advice I saw here was next time he brings a date home, pull the Uno reverse card and fuck that date. Wow. Power <laughs> <move>. <laughs> <laughs> 
God. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a weird situation. I like the addition of the glow in the dark. Was it yo-yos and hula hoops? <laughs> Were they just out there just like having the best time, like high, like playing glow in the dark things, and then like they just like fell asleep, like. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, this roommate seems cool as hell. Like, honestly, like, solid, honestly, yeah. He doesn't sleep with your date. He gives her weed. He parties with her. Like, honestly, this guy seems great. I like the concept of him, like, shushing him like the baby's asleep. Like, <laughs> it's very funny. <sighs> I don't know. I'm team roommate on this one, I think. He seems cool. <laughs> yeah, truly, the roommate is the, like, I mean, like especially, like, okay, he's a real winner in this scenario. <laughs> You're in the other two perspective, like literally like this dude's been shitting for like 20 minutes. It's like, no, I, guess, I know. So let's like smoke some weed or something because this dude's going to yeah. take forever. Yeah. Like if my date like went to the bathroom for like 30 minutes and like his roommate was there smoking weed and like offered me some, yeah, I'd probably like do it too. Yeah. Like I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Like let's hang out. Like, I don't know where the fuck he's been. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. Uh, the, also the top response on Reddit was like, uh. <laughs> Uh, the uh, moral of the story is shit or get off the pot. Like, for real, though. For real. Like, <laughs> God. Ooh. What a time. What a time. Um, all right. So my last one is another Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole for Blocking My Brother? Okay. Nice broad title. Could go any direction. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, 19-year-old female had a ventriloquist dummy for a few years, which I kept in a shed at my brother's house, along with some other things, since he has two sheds. Now, for those who don't know, a good quality professional ventriloquist dummy can cost hundreds of dollars. <laughs> this is where we get to the issue. My family made a joke once when I first got it about how creepy it was and that we should burn it. However, it was very much a joke and it was so long ago. My brother, 28-year-old male, decided tonight that he was going to burn the dummy without asking me. And I only found out because he called my mom to tell her how funny it was that the head of it survived the burning. <laughs> this led to me and my brother getting into an argument about the destruction of my stuff. I told him he needed to reimburse me for the cost of the dummy that he destroyed. And he said that, if anything, I owe him because he helped take care of me, which is true. However, I still think he should reimburse me for what he destroyed. To which he said that if I were to push the issue, he would block me. In response, I told him to leave me alone and block me then because I wasn't going to change my mind. Now, this is where I think I may be the asshole. My mom wants me to drop it and forgive him so that she won't be upset whenever him and I interact, even though I've agreed to keep the peace, but I refuse to apologize for my reaction. So, am I the asshole for making this my hill to die on? This isn't the first time he's destroyed my stuff. Usually he replaces the item after but he doesn't think he did anything wrong. <laughs> so, despite how much I absolutely hate ventriloquist dummies and think this is absolutely horrifying, um, I tend to agree that she's right and that he should pay uh, her back for the ventriloquist dummy because he just, like, burned it for, like, no fucking reason. No, that's, that's like, usually with, with any property, like... Unless it's, like, truly something horrible. Like, if you're destroying someone's property and they're mad about it and be like, hey, repay it, like, you should probably repay it, generally speaking. Yeah, I just, like, don't understand, like, 
I don't know. I feel like he literally just like did this for fun. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing. Like, and she said, this isn't the first time he's like destroyed her stuff. And I'm just like, what's wrong with your brother? Like, why is he doing this? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't have brothers. Like, I don't know if that's like a normal thing that they do, but like, that seems weird to me. And like, I don't know. The it, it, I wish she had gone into a little bit more the fact that he like, she said that he like takes care of her. So like, I don't know, is he like financially supporting her? Does she yeah. live with him? Like, I don't know. I wanted like more details about like their situation because I could see like if he's already like giving her money or something, how he'd be yeah. like, well, no, I'm not going to give you more money. But like at the same time, like, I don't know why you would just like destroy something that's like someone else's. So weird. No, so, that yeah. is an odd one. Hmm. I also, I do love the fact that they were laughing about how the head survived the burning because that is terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, you gotta throw the head away now, like. (laughs) Oh my god, this gives me, like, some Annabelle shit. Like, that doll is gonna, like, come back to haunt you. Like, (laughs) I hope this guy gets, like, cursed by this ventriloquist doll. Like, I hope that's the direction this goes in (laughs) for, like, destroying it. (laughs) We need that to happen. (sighs) All right. What's your last one? I actually sent this to one to you because it was truly weird. Uh, this person wants to know, is he the asshole for trying to talk my friend's parents out of staging an intervention? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, he's 23, his friend's 24, and his girlfriend's 25. Got married a couple years ago, and we are now expecting twins. Obviously, this is great. Uh, now a bit of a background for my friends. They are a huge Marvel fans. They can both quote all the movies off by heart, own a shit ton of toys and comics, and are both banks of Marvel trivia. Recently, they mentioned that they are going to name their kids after Marvel characters, things like Steve, Tony, Natasha, Gwen, etc. They're also thinking of buying some Marvel-themed baby clothes, shoe toys. I personally think that this is, at worst, slightly cringe, but I don't really have a problem with it. My male friend's parents, however, aren't happy with this and are trying to talk him out of it. They say it's unfair to project their interest on their child and use it as part of their nerd identity. They say it's setting the kids up to be bullied and that their son and his wife need to grow up. I sort of see where they're coming from, but I think that they're overhyping slightly. Obviously, it would be different if they were thinking of calling their kids some of the more outlandish names like Gamora, Thanos, Rocket, but all the ones they suggested were names that you could just assume were based on, uh, you wouldn't assume were based on a Marvel comic unless you knew. They're just regular names that happen to have a special resonance for the parents. And like maybe the clothes and the chew toys are a bit extra, but it's not really anyone's business. But the parents, as long as the child is safe and happy. Anyway, this has caused a bit of a rift with my friend's parents. When they texted to say that they were thinking of intervening, I told them I thought it was unnecessary for the reasons I mentioned above. They both blew up at me and said that I had no right to tell them how to raise their child. I thought that this is a bit ironic and that I wasn't a real friend for getting in the way. Am I the asshole? Uh, will fully admit to being clueless with family, relationships, and child rearing, so I'm wondering if maybe my behavior was out of line. So what do you think? There is an update, by the way. Okay, I think they're, like, way overreacting, because, like, like I said, like, these are, this is, like, pretty, like, low stakes in terms of, like, ruining their children's lives or something, you know? Like, those are, like, again, like, they chose, like, normal names that, like, no one, I don't think anyone would, like, hear the names and, like, associate those and be like, wow, you named your kids after Marvel characters. Like, it's, it's pretty subtle and, like, tasteful in the grand scheme of things. Like, there's definitely, like, 
a lot worse names people give their kids that aren't aren't inspired by like anything so i don't know i think you know steve tony natasha like those are all very normal names yeah like, like that's the funny thing about some of the marvel like all the a lot of the marvel characters honestly is like they do have really freaking boring names like like steve bruce like come on like i mean like yeah so i think they're way overreacting i think if this is how they want to express like their nerd their nerddom and something that's like special to them like this honestly seems like a pretty reasonable way to do it and like they're talking about getting them like some baby clothes and stuff that are marvel like okay cool like babies grow out of clothes in like two weeks like it's a pretty like short-term like you know, risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I just, I just wouldn't be that worried about it. Like, am I going to put my kids in little Star Wars stuff? Like, absolutely. Like, I don't think it's going to, like, traumatize them for life. No. Like, <laughs> no, I do think it's funny, though. Like, I, I, it took me, like, forever to realize it, but, like, the chew toy was, like, a pacifier. And I'm like, are, is this a dog? I wondered that, like, too. I was like, wait, who are we talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's funny. A pacifier. <laughs> chew toy right. here you go kid <laughs> here's your chew toy <laughs> here's oh, the man. update okay as several people on this post suggested i told my friend what his parents were planning on and oh boy it turns out that there was a lot of history that i was not aware of that basically they hadn't approved of him marrying his wife and that they had been seeking to undermine the relationship since the two of them met at age 17 that he had eventually snapped a few months ago and said that if they couldn't stop trying to interfere with his marriage he'd cut them off well, maybe it's a hangover from learning this whole moral compass on Captain America, but my friend doesn't make promises and not keep them. I obviously wasn't part of the co- conversion and he had conversation he had with his parents once I broke the news, but his mother called me in tears afterwards and said I turned her against him. I obviously didn't do so intentionally, but I still feel incredibly guilty. Probably for the parents, they might be assholes, but seem really de- devastated, but also for my friend for putting him in the incredible stressful situation just before the birth of his child. Both him and his wife, who I'm also friends with, are really upset by the whole thing. And while they haven't expressed any of it towards me, they still feel really bad for them. I mean, I just like still, I don't know. I I, I just feel like they're like taking out like a lot of shit on this one particular issue. Like, this is clearly, like, a pent-up thing with, like, there's a lot of backstory here and stuff. Like, but still, like, I don't think that that has any effect on, like, what these people name their kids, like, at the end of the day. Like, okay, like, okay, you can be unhappy about, like, who we married, but at this point, like, they're married, they're, like, having kids. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, on some level, like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, this is really your hill to die on? Like, the fact that they're gonna name their kid, like, after Captain America? Like, okay. (laughs) Plus, it feels kind of weird that it's, like... Seems like, I don't know the whole thing, but the biggest issue is the fact that, like, they're nerds. Like, there doesn't really see, I don't really have anything where I'm like, wow, this couple seems really bad off or anything like that. Like, they just seem really nerdy. Like, that's fine. I know, is that really, like, that? that's really, like, the parents' issue? Like, that seems so extreme to me. Like, it's not like they're naming their kid, like, Darth Vader or something, you know? Like... <laughs> what if they name their kid, like, the actual hero? Like, they're like, here's my boy, Moon Knight. God, that'd be hilarious. I could see some. I I could see someone fucking doing that though. Like I could absolutely see some weirdo naming their kid like first name Moon, middle name Night. Night. Like yep. that is unfortunate but true. Like I can picture it. <laughs> Damn. All right. What Marvel. What Marvel character would you name your kid off after? Oh um God. 
so many to pick from. I mean, how do you even choose? Probably Bucky. Yeah, I was gonna say, I bet you're gonna go Bucky. Uh, yeah, Bucky, um, just because I think that's a funny name. Like, whenever they actually call him Bucky, I just, like, yeah. I giggle every time. I'm just like, this guy's not a Bucky. Look at him. Like, <laughs> You know what I would be? What? Madison with two N's in the Y. Where you don't know. <laughs> not where you think. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, on that note, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back to talk about that and other topics. Disney Plus is excited to bring you the live-action Heffalump movie. We guarantee that the CGI on this movie will bring that realistic touch to the magical Winnie the Pooh characters that you never thought would look good, and honestly, it really doesn't. Zendaya plays the title character of Heffridge Trumpler Brompet Heffalump IV from your fifth favorite Pooh film. Yes, that's the original character's real name. Besides advertising on our pod, Disney expects to get free marketing as people on the internet complain that the Heffalump should be played by a white actor, as the way God intended all fictional characters should. So go watch the Heffalump movie and have a heffa nice day. And yes, that is the original tagline of the movie. And we're back. And... For our first topic, this is something that, like, we both agreed, like, we don't even necessarily want to talk about, but we feel like we have to because it's kind of, like, everything we love on this pod. It's celebrity drama. It's just, like, confusing situations. It's a little bit of everything. It's messy relationships. It's all of the above. Um, And that is, of course, the don't worry, darling drama. We talked about it a while, like last week or two weeks ago, maybe we talked about it. Um, There have been like so many updates. Like this is our new Ezra Miller doing crimes because like they, the, the updates just keep coming on the don't worry, darling front. Like we want them to stop and they will not stop. <laughs> so most recently the, they were at the Venice film festival for the movie premiere at the festival. And just like, it was the most like just chaotic thing, like start to finish. Like, the energy was unhinged. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, I think everyone said the same thing because basically the movie like got reviewed by people. Um, I think it has like a 43 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So yeah, it's like, like pretty great. mixed. Pretty normal, pretty the, average. The overall consensus is uh, Florence Pugh and Chris Pine do a great job. Harry Styles is a bit eh. The directings and overall the story is just kind of like a bit bland. So like that's kind of what I saw in terms of like what the actual movie is. So I think it's pretty safe to say that like whenever the documentary comes out about this movie, it's going to be way more fascinating. We need a full scale multi-part documentary about the making of Don't Worry Darling. Like that's the real movie here because this was just so like cringy on every level. So like, first of all, a, a few things happened. The, the biggest one being like Spitgate, but we'll talk about that in a second. A few of the other just like bizarre things that happened. Um, Florence Pugh decided to basically just like kind of opt out of the whole thing. Like she wasn't going to do like any press or any interviews or anything for it. Like she showed up yeah. to the movie premiere and that's it. Like she didn't well, talk to like anyone. <laughs> well, the best part of it was, so the whole thing was about it is like they, she was opting out of press because she said that she was filming Dune 2. 
So then um, Timothy Chalamet shows up and everyone's like, that's the fucking star of Dune 2. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why is he here and she's not? And then like at a certain point, she didn't even give a fuck. And like literally she just posted on an Instagram, like drinking an Aperol spritz. And I was like, this is great. I just I fucking love this. She's so, she's so petty and I love it. Like she's like, nah, I'm just not doing this, you guys. Like So so there was that. So her just pretty much like opting out of everything except for the actual premiere. Like she did walk the red carpet. The photos from that are V cringe because like the staging is so awkward. Like they, it, it's like one drama person, normal person, one drama person, normal person. Like they literally staggered them. Like, so like Harry and Olivia, like are not, they don't even like look at each other. They're never next to each other. Like they are separated the entire time, which I almost think is like sketchier than if they were just like acting. Like, like everyone, like, it's just funny to me. Cause it's like, okay, everyone knows you're a couple. Like you don't have to like go out of your way to like avoid each other. Like that makes it weirder. So like, but some people are saying like, maybe they broke up. Most people are saying they're still together though, but they're just trying to like, really like, distance it like or whatever because they don't want people talking about it it's like oh people are gonna talk about it like it'd be people talk about it less if you're just like normal with each other but so there was that and they were just like smushing like chris pine like in between people like they were just using him as like a buffer like between and like there's like some other people in it or whatever like nick kroll randomly is just in it and they're just like shoving him in between people like it's just really funny um and then, like, Olivia and Florence Pugh are, like, never near each other either. Like, they don't even look at each other. Like, nothing. So it was very awkward. Um, the pictures are kind of hilarious just because everyone looks so miserable. No one wants to be there. Um, and then the rest of the parts of the actual press tour that they did do, minus Florence, were so deeply hilarious. There's this one video of... Harry Styles and Chris Pine being interviewed together about the movie. And Harry Styles just goes on for like a minute straight, sounding like a fucking idiot. He's like, you've probably seen it on social media. He's literally just, what I really like about this movie is that it feels like, like a movie. And like Chris Pine is just dying. Like all of this, all of the grabs of like Chris Pine doing the press for Don't Worry Darling are like all my favorite thing ever. Like it is my mood in life always now. So funny. It hits him like openly, like rolling his eyes, like falling asleep, like reading a book, like (laughs) totally zoned out, like doesn't want to be there. (laughs) It's just so great. (laughs) What a train wreck. So all that happened. (laughs) Although I think one of my favorite things I heard was uh, they were doing, like it was right after the premiere happened and there was like a Zoom meeting with some friends and they were just like, so like, who do you want to be most or something like that? And someone said Chris Pride, and they're like, why? Like, because I'd get Harry Styles spit on me. And I was like, y'all need to chill. (laughs) Y'all need Jesus. (laughs) Oh no. So yeah, so that, that brings us to Spitgate, yeah. So there's this there's this video where Harry Styles is coming back to like sit down in his seat. And this is like in the theater where they were showing the film or whatever. He was sitting next to Chris Pine. There's this video where Harry Styles sits down. It looks like as he's sitting down, he kind of bends over like to sit down like over Chris Pine. Yeah. And like Chris Pine kind of reacts like something fell in his lap and kind of like laughs slash like rolls his eyes, like shakes it off. And then Harry sits down and like 
everyone is saying that like Harry spit on Chris Pine in that moment. No one knows what really happened, but like it got enough traction online that like Chris Pine's reps had to come out and say that Harry did not spit on him. And then Harry was like doing a concert like a few nights later and made a joke about how he had to go over to like Venice to spit on Chris Pine and how he just got back. So like he's like joking about it. Chris Pine's reps are saying it didn't happen. I, I, who knows? Who knows? But it's like so bizarre and so funny. Just like the icing on the cake of just this like totally unhinged train wreck. <laughs> yeah, but if you watch, I watched the video like twenty times. I know. It's so I know. weird because like so the spot where like Harry Styles is looking is then where like Chris Pine looks like moments later. And you're like, okay, but like something had to happen because that's so specific that There's they would be something. looking at the same no, like area. Happened. I think he did spit on him, but I think it was probably accidental. And then I think they like didn't want to like get into it or whatever. So like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think they just were like, we're not going to make this any more of a thing. And they're like, no, 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 it didn't happen. Like, maybe it did, maybe it did. Well, no, but, I, I just don't think it was like a loogie. I think it was just like a little bit of like a dribble. And like, like he spit, felt like it. Spittle, like spittle, you know? Oh, I think it was like, like yeah. yeah, I think it was like an accidental bit. Um, but did still. you, do you want to talk about the whole Nick Kroll, Harry Styles kiss? Oh my God. Okay. So this is, yeah. So this is like another piece that, the internet has taken and run with. So like Harry Styles kissed Nick Kroll on the lips. Nick Kroll's in the movie. Um, I feel like Nick Kroll is just like living it up because he's just like on the side, like in, he's like there for all this stuff, but he's like not involved in any of the drama directly really. And he's just like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> like, so happy for him. Um, yeah. So Harry kissed Nick Kroll on the lips, like when they were celebrating like the, the showing of the movie or whatever. The internet took this and says, so the internet's had like an ongoing discourse of sorts about Harry Styles, quote, queer baiting. So like queer baiting is like this thing. It's like, I don't understand it. I feel like it's a Gen Z thing. Like they talk about it a lot, but basically they're saying that like celebrities will kind of like make their like sexual orientation like intentionally like ambiguous or kind of like act like they're not straight to like appeal to like a broader audience when like really they're just doing it like for the fandom or whatever um and that's like queer baiting like like Billie Eilish has been like accused of like queer baiting because people saying like oh she's like into women and it's like okay maybe she is and maybe she's not like queer baiting maybe she just like is bi or something like cool um People have accused Harry Styles of queer baiting for a while. So they're saying that this was another like queer baiting tactic that he would like kiss Nick Kroll and people like weren't happy about it. And it's like, okay, but like, I think we could all easily believe that Harry Styles is in fact like bi or like some yeah. like, identifies as something else, like on the gender identity, like an orientation spectrum, you know, like, what? I don't think that's a stretch to think that like, yeah, he probably is into dudes as well as women. He's never outwardly said that, but like, come on, he seems like a pretty like fluid guy in general. So I don't think this is really like, I don't think he's doing this like for hype. Like, I think he really is like probably, but I don't know. What, what annoys me about the internet is like, it always has to be like one way or the other when like that that's being said, but then also the whole thing about like, LGBTQ in general is just like sexuality spectrum and the, like you don't have to fit like a certain archetype so I think it's weird whenever that whole conversation yeah. mixed with like 
oh, well, Billie Eilish needs to be straight or a lesbian or yeah. like, you know, uh, Harry Styles needs to be straight or like a homosexual man. It's like, no, they yeah. don't. Like, if no, they're exactly. Gonna be, like, they're literally on like, you the don't have to things, identify. Like, like you yeah. can be totally fluid, but tell us what you are like right now, mm -hmm. you know, like so annoying. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think queer baiting is like a thing, honestly. Like, I, I think people, either. just because people don't have to tell you what they are, it doesn't mean that like, they're like faking you out intentionally. Like maybe they just don't want to talk about it or don't think it's important. Like. <laughs> also, I don't think that Harry Styles or Billie Eilish need to get more famous. Like, no, like why would they're they They're already like this? at like, the top. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they're not doing this because they're like thirsty for more fans. Like, come on. Like, yeah, so I don't know. I just think it's silly. Um, so yeah, so that's Don't Worry, Darling. So I think now that the movie's like premiered and stuff, well, it's not out in theaters. So maybe there'll be one more burst of like, when it comes out in theaters of like, promo and press and stuff probably so there could be more drama but i would say that maybe the the biggest hype has passed us now so we'll see what happens with, the, with this movie but um it's still just so crazy <laughs> and i well, love I'm, it i'm a huge box office nerd so i'm really curious to see how it does because it costs like roughly 20 million which seems really cheap for this film um but uh yeah i'll be curious to see like if this press like actually pays off or if it just like dies hard yeah it'll be interesting to see if the movie like ultimately like flops because that would be really funny for all the drama that it's caused like if it totally just like goes nowhere <laughs> what's funny is like if it flops like it truly has like no one like no one's gonna be affected by it because it's like yeah Florence Pugh's still gonna be in everything like Chris Pine is Harry Styles maybe because like he's technically in Marvel, but I don't really know how safe that bet is. Yeah, I mean, Harry Styles is still going to be a huge music star, though. This may just, like, affect his acting crossover a little bit, you know, if, like, because this is his first kind of, like, major role, I would say, yeah. like, in, like, leading a movie, and, like, I mean, I think he, he still, if he wants to be an actor, he can still cross over and still keep doing movies. It just may be that, like, his first major one was not, like, a box office smash you may just have to try a little harder so but like sure go for it dude <laughs> oh man all right so on to our next topic and this is another ongoing topic that once again don't even really want to be talking about but the the content just keeps coming um this is our favorite um alleged cannibal we're talking of course about army hammer um so the documentary that I said a few weeks ago was coming out soon, dropped. Uh, it is on Discovery Plus. It's called House of Hammer. It's a three-part documentary series about Army Hammer, kind of like his fall from grace. Um, but it dives into his family history a lot, which for me, that was the most interesting part. Um, it's kind of in three parts. So it's kind of like one episode mainly focuses on... Um, interviewing some of the women that army dated and like abused um so there are a lot of like firsthand accounts and interviews and stuff which is pretty interesting um and then it gets more into like the family history uh the the aunt um who wrote the book about the history of the hammers and how crazy they are she was basically like kicked out of the family for you know calling out their bullshit of them being horrible mm -hmm. She basically got like cut off from the family. Um, and so then she went and wrote a book about the family. Um, a lot of that news broke that people were reading this book and all about 
how basically all the men in the Hammer family are horrifying. Like they're all just horrible people pretty much. Um, so she wrote all about that. She's interviewed in this documentary quite a bit. She's really interesting. Um, and she also worked with some of the victims. Um, she's spoken with a lot of them, met them in person. Um, so it's pretty interesting. She's, she's pretty cool. Um, some of the, I, I, I would say like, I didn't really learn like a ton that I hadn't heard from like the news headlines. Like they don't have, a lot of like exclusive content that you're like oh my god that's so shocking like it's more it's more like fleshing out details of like the headlines you have heard and hearing more from the women that he abused about exactly what happened and stuff like that so it is really interesting i would say there aren't like huge juicy like breaking news takeaways from it but it is really interesting to watch um the parts that i thought were the most interesting were the parts about his relatives so basically like his his father, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, his great-great-grandfather, like, they have been basically just, like, a dynasty of, like, horrible, abusive men. And, like, it's kind of gotten worse, like, each generation. So, basically, his aunt was saying that, like, Army was, like, pretty much fucked from, like, the day he was born because, yeah. like, these men, like, raised him and they were, like, the stuff that they were doing was, like, so insane. Like, they're like Casey, his aunt was talking about when she was growing up, her brother, who's Army's dad, um, I think his name was Michael Hammer. Um, I can't, there, there's so many like Hammers, I get all their names confused. But her brother um, was like really horrible. And then like when they were growing up, like her and her brother under their dad, like their dad was abusing them. Um, she was abused by her father. Her father was like, he basically got like he was like would beat up his wife so her mom he would like see see her dad beating up her mom like her mom eventually finally left and like took her with him but then like they left their brother with the dad and when she came back to like visit her dad and brother like her dad what had like this was when she was like maybe like 16 or 17 her dad had all these like 16 and 17 year old girls, like literally girls, like his daughter's age, like a harem, like in his house. And he was like giving them drugs and like sleeping with them and like all kinds of crazy stuff, like in front of his like high school age son, like, and it just like the craziest stuff was going on in this family. So it makes sense why army is so messed up, but like it, all the details of like how messed up his family line is, is pretty crazy. So, I would recommend checking it out. It's not super long. It's like three episodes. Each episode's like an hour. Um, but pretty interesting. I found like the the women the women talking about what Army did to them, I felt like was a little less compelling just because I felt like we knew like and it's more just like sad than anything, because like we knew all of this already and you're just kind of like, yeah, that's really messed up. But like it was interesting to hear just like how much Army like fucked up some people's lives. Like, it's not just, like, oh, this guy was mean to me. Like, this one woman had to, like, go into, like, basically, like, a rehab facility thing oh, to, like, recover from, like, her relationship with Army because he was so controlling and so abusive and, like, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not – I and they, they kind of talked about this, and, like, I, I mean, we're guilty of this, too, because, like, the headline about, like, oh, Army's a cannibal, like, people took that and really ran with it because that's, like, kind of the funny, fun, interesting, like, salacious part – but it was really so much more than that. And like, 
that's what a lot of these women are talking about. They're like, yeah, everyone was like, haha, army's a cannibal. Like people caught, took that and ran with it. And they're like, they're like, but no, he was like horribly abusing women. And like, that's the issue. It's not the issue that he's a cannibal. That's like, that that's like the least of their concerns. And they're like, no, he's a, like a monster. <laughs> like, it's not that he's a cannibal. Like he's like, he's like beating up women and like tying them up and just like, like terrifying things. Like, so it, it kind of made me think a little bit about that. Cause I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, people like, like the fun headlines and stuff, but it really is like really dark, like what he was doing to these women. So, um, so that was interesting. All right. So those are my army updates. Um, next up, let's talk fantasy TV series. So everyone knows that rings of power, Amazon primes TV show based on Lord of the Rings, um, has been going for a few weeks now. Uh, they spent an absolutely insane record-breaking budget on it. It was this huge deal. They were hyping it like hardcore. Um, and I'm just gonna be honest so far. It's really, really fucking boring. <laughs> like, like I'm just really not impressed so far. Like it's the storyline, like there's just, we're following like eight different storylines and just to the extent that like, I'm just not invested in like any of the characters. Like I wish I was like, I wish I was invested in them, but like, I'm just, I don't care about like anything that's going on in Rings of Power. Like I'm just Literally having a really the, hard time uh, getting into it. The meme I keep seeing pop up, which is funny because I have not seen anything about Rings of Power. Like I haven't seen it yet. Uh, is just like, they're like my favorite character moment of Galadriel just staring off in the distance in the water is like what I've been seeing off today. Most all of she does all she does she has no facial expressions <laughs> uh, i saw a funny one the other day too that was like galadriel greeting an old friend galadriel like returning home and being thrilled and it's like the same facial expression like it's true though like i don't know it's just i'm just having such a hard time like connecting to like any of it on any level i just i don't know what's happening like i if you ask me there's three episodes out if you ask me what happened in these first three episodes could not tell you a damn thing. And I've been paying attention and I like Lord of the Rings. So like, I know generally, like, it's not like I'm just thrown into this totally new thing that I know nothing about. Like, I know what's going on here. Like, I know the key players and stuff. Like I'm pretty comfortable with like Middle Earth and I'm still just like, couldn't tell you a damn thing. Don't know what happened for three hours. Nothing really, nothing of significance. Um, it just, I don't know. I, they just totally missed the mark, I feel like. And it's just so like, it's, it's just frustrating because also like people are like, oh yeah, it's like pretty, but that's about it. And like, honestly, I don't even think it's that pretty. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. look that good. The graphics for how much fucking money they spent. And I'm like, what you spent it on? Like the graphics are not that good. Like it doesn't even look, I would argue the original Lord of the Rings movies look better than this series. Like it's nice. sad, but true. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm confused. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm hoping it gets better, but at this point, I'm not really holding out much hope. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's that's my take on it. I could be totally wrong, but I just not loving it so far. Yeah, with a um, lot of like, ugh. with a lot of nerd culture, I get a little like FOMO of like, oh no, I need to watch this because like, I'm really miss out on this one. I'm like, I just don't have a lot of desire. Like it, like nothing that I've seen have been like, wow, I should go watch that. Like, or it just looks like shit. No, yeah, literally, like, it comes out on Fridays. By last night, Sunday, we were like, ugh, 
I guess we should watch that latest episode of Rings of Power. And we like put, we literally put it on like while we were making dinner as a warm up to House of the Dragon last night. Cause we were like, we were like, well, let's just get a little like appetizer going here for the main course. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I don't even feel like House of the Dragon, I still like it, but I just feel like it hasn't reached like Game of Thrones level. Like, oh my God, this is so great yet. But at least no, I'm no, still with that one. I'm like, no, I'm like excited to watch. Like I have yeah. a couple characters I'm rooting for. Like, like it looks good. Like, yeah, like House and of the like, Dragon to me, it's like perfectly a B-level show. And like, that's what I want. Like, that's what I'm asking for. Like, I don't need cutting edge. Like, I just want something consistent, something fun, like something exciting to watch. Like I, it, no, it's not getting, it, it's never going to be Game of Thrones caliber, I don't think, but I don't even think that's what they're trying for. Like, they're like, yeah, let's give the people what they want. Let's give them more content from this world. It's fun. It's entertaining. The storyline moves fast. Like, it's just, like, there's dragons flying around. I mean, it, it's just, like, fun, you know? And, like, I, I like that they're just, like, not making it too complicated. Yeah. Not blowing the budget on it. And they're just like, yeah, here's what people like. Let's give it to them. And I'm like, thank you, HBO. That's all I wanted. See, that's what I wanted from, like, the the Rings of Power series, too. Like, I was like, just show us some fun Lord of the Rings shit, like, in this universe. Don't get too heavy with it, you know? But, like, my favorite part, the only part that I actually enjoy of Rings of Power is the Harfoots, which if you've heard of that, you probably heard of them. They're, like, kind of, like, ancestors of the Hobbits. They're, like... So this is, like, the way it's best described. I read an article about them to, like, understand what they are. They're, like, primitive hobbits. So they're, like, if you um, if you compare, like, like, human species to, like, like Neanderthals, like, in our yeah. past. These are, like, the Neanderthals oh, to, okay. to hobbits. So they're, but they're really cute. They live in these little, like, grass huts and stuff. Like, it's very, like, being in the Shire, kind of. And, like, that's one of the bazillion storylines we're following is these little Harfoots and stuff. And, like, they're the only ones I care about because they're fun. Like, I'm like, well, this is fun. It reminds me of being in the Shire. And it, like, reminds me of Hobbits. And, like, I can follow what's going on in their little storyline. Yeah. They're just, like, talking about how they have to migrate and stuff. Like, it's, and it's cute, you know? I'm just like, yeah, I'm into this. But, like, the other stuff, I'm just like, I don't give a flying fuck. There's, like, all these orcs running around. And I'm like, what are they even, like, like we don't even know what they're doing or, like, what they're up to. And, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just not fun. Like, it, I don't know what to say. It's just disappointing. But House of the Dragon, especially this week, was popping off. Let's talk about this week. <laughs> there was so much sex in this episode. The first three episodes, I was like, let's, let's just Game of Thrones. But there's, like, no one having any sex in this episode. They're like, no, everybody gonna be fucking this episode. <laughs> We're gonna fuck everyone in this place. Don't you worry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, let's give the people what they want. Because that was, Andrew was saying, he's like, yeah, there haven't really been, like, a ton of boobs in this or anything. And I'm like, say no more. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, they were really, uh, they're really saving it up for this one episode, and then it was just like an explosion of sex. Um, so let's see, I mean, who wasn't boning, honestly, but we've got the uh, the king with all his, like, grizzly body sores at this point, um, humping his, his like, queen. Very attractive queen, yeah. His, like, super hot, like, 17-year-old queen who happens to be, like, his daughter's bestie. That's chill. That's casual. I love how she tried to get out of it, too. When he came, when she came and he's like, 
<laughs> the maid or whatever is like the king is requesting you in his chambers or whatever and she's like it's quite late and they're like he's requesting you <laughs> and she literally tries to get out of it she's like "Ooh, pretty late for me though like <laughs> i also love that she gets her own room most of the time though i do respect that like i love that she gets her own bed and her own space and like she only has to like go see him when like she's like called <laughs> Yeah, that was like the like most uncomfortable sex scene where she's literally just like literally staring out the window, like pretty motionless as he's just like going to town. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, like I don't I don't hate them. I do think like they have on some level, like they have like a nice friendship. Like I yeah. don't think I don't think they're like madly in love, and she's certainly not like attracted to him sexually, but like I do think they have like a fairly healthy dynamic in terms of like a really fucked up marriage. Like they do seem like to be kind of like friends and like have each other's like best interests in mind, you know, like they don't, they're well, not no, trying I, to like screw each other over. Like they do seem like supportive to each other. No, if this was Game of Thrones, like this would be the healthiest relationship on the show. For like, real, like this is like <laughs> the definition of health, like honestly, <laughs> like good for them. <laughs> um, yeah, so by, by throne standards, be healthy, love to see it. Um, and then we got our girl, Rhaenyra. I, okay, <laughs> controversial take. I loved her and Matt Smith. <laughs> like, the her and the uncle potentially fucking. I, I, I just want to give a disclaimer. I do not support incest. I am not saying this is okay. I'm not actually into it. Like, if I remember that the, that's her uncle, I'm, like, creeped out. But at the same time, I wanted this to happen. When it started happening, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did they even bow, though? Like, it seemed very no. short. No, they didn't. He backed out. He couldn't do it at the last minute. And I think because he was like, oh, this is my niece. Yeah, he stopped short. I thought he just, like put it in and then, like, put it out so he could say he did just to, like, fuck with his brother. Maybe that, too. I don't know. I don't think he actually did. I don't think there was penetration. Yeah, because she seemed pretty adamant that they didn't. And I was like, she doesn't seem like she's lying. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there was penetration. Um, I just think it was like, I think it came real close. But yeah, I don't think he could do it. I think he also was, I think he is attracted to her on some level. Like, yeah. I do think he wants to marry, like, I think he wants to fuck her. And I do, like, realistically, I think them getting married would solve everyone's problems. So I'm like, why can't we just do this, though? Because, like, Targaryens have no issue marrying relatives. And I'm like, honestly, that makes everyone happy, keeps the throne secure. Yeah. Like, I mean, what is the issue here? Like, why we got to be weird about it? Yeah, I was so, going to say, actually, like, Matt Smith, to me, like, isn't that good at planning? But when he suggested that, I was like, it makes a lot of sense, really. Like, when you think about it, like, I don't love it, but, like, he's right. Yeah, no, like, I, I was kind of like, yeah, dude, like, that checks out. Like, let's do this thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was a little frustrated that the king was like, absolutely not, because I was kind of like, mm, it would solve all your problems. Um, also, it was pretty hot, the whole, like, going to, like, the sex dungeon thing that they were in or whatever, and there's, like, an orgy happening around them, and it's, like, a whole thing. Like, I was pretty into it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> um, so that was fun. But then she gets back and then she's all horned up at that point. And she's like, I got to bone something. And then she's like, hey, <laughs> I 
I have a really hot guard, <laughs> which I also love because I think we've all been waiting. Like we knew that she was into him from like the first oh, yeah. episode with the tournament. So like we all knew they were setting that up, but I'm glad it finally happened. That was very exciting. Um, but yeah, I love it. Like her freaking uncle just got her all blue balled and then she gets back and she's like, get in here. Like, <laughs> I need some snoo snoo right now. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, but I also think on some level he was just like, kind of like her uncle was trying to show her like, cause they were talking about like her marriage and how she doesn't want to marry someone yeah. and stuff. And he was, I think he was basically just trying to show her like, look, you're like it. Like if you're, you're like the queen or whatever, like, you can marry someone and then you can continue to do whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. Like, don't let that hold you back. So like, I appreciate him like dropping some truth bombs. Like he, like that one conversation they had where they were sitting outside, he was like dropping facts. Like he, like, it was so funny. It was like uncle, uncle Damon rolls into town and is just like dropping the truth bombs on her. And he's like, well, let's talk. Like So yeah, oh, I just think I, he's I, such a fun character. Like he's just so like, He's just, like, pure chaos in, like, the best way. Like, I love him. Although I do think it's funny because, like, he's insightful, but then, like, it has a limit because he's, like, showing him, like, the, like, play that they put on about the royal family. And he's, like, this is what this perception is of you. Like, you have to be careful based on your perception. Then he's, like, now I like, go to the sex dungeon and take your hat off so, like, everyone knows who you are. I'm, like, didn't you just, like, coach her on perception and now she's just, like, wandering a sex dungeon and, like, everyone knows that's her? Dude, I know. Like, I was just like, cool, bro, cool. But I think also, mate. So, like, Andrew also, Andrew theorized that, like, maybe he did that on purpose because he knew, like, he planted. Yeah. The guy saying, like, seeing them or whatever, and he uncovered her on purpose so that someone would say, like, oh, he's, like, sullied the princess or whatever and now they have to get married and that would like force the king's hand or whatever but like his plan backfired so that was another theory but yeah um it was a good episode all around that was just fun like that's what i come to hbo for you know just like some sexy raunchy good times yep. with with dragons that's what i'm here for so big fan big fan um last on our semi-fantasy um tv realm which i use the term loosely for this one uh she hulk this week you wanted to talk about it <laughs> i never want to talk about she hulk really but let's get into it <laughs> i really want to talk about madison she was just my favorite i just like saw madison. her pop up but i was like oh yeah cool we got this like kind of milfy lady like who just like wants to like bone and like is into wong and she just like i love that she kept like releasing spoilers like keep you watching Sopranos and be like ah oh, really sad when that die guy died and he's like Madison stop so I it was pretty like, funny <laughs> yeah I hope for like Doctor Strange 3 they revealed that Wong and her got married honestly like that's what I want I'm into it if that works good for them also we were talking about this but I would watch a tv show of Madison just like bopping around like the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe like just going through those like portals and just ending up with random Marvel characters and just like hanging out with them and like being friends like I'd watch that show <laughs> no she's great I, I love how she calls him Wongers <laughs> she's like Wongers <laughs> It's so good. And when she's talking to him in like the, see like the after credit scene where she's talking yeah. to him about like his favorite drinks and stuff. And like, it was so funny. <laughs> like, 
she's naming all the like trashy club drinks <laughs> she's yeah, like blue she's bottle. like blue curacao and he's like what is that and she's like I don't know. It's blue and curacao. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's true though. Like, I can't explain blue curacao either. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I can't either. Honestly, like, I know drinks really well, but I'm like, I don't really know how to go into that. I have no idea. Yeah. So that was funny. Um, but yeah, this this was a horny, horny She-Hulk episode this week too, though. Like, yeah, she boned a dude on Tinder. It was pretty great. Yeah. That's... And when but... she was like. When she was, like, on top of him, but, like, as She-Hulk, I was like, what the fuck? And then when she turned normal, the guy, like, wasn't into it anymore. I'm like, did this guy just have, like, a She-Hulk fetish? Like, that's bizarre. <laughs> like, well, like, it was weird to me, too, because I'm like, you know, she could, like, turn back, right? Like. I know, and then she was like, oh, no, this is just me now. And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, I was like, damn. See you, bitch. <laughs> Harsh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, those were our TV shows of the week. Um, do we want to get into some Thirst Corner? Yeah, sure. Um... Thirst Corner. 98. So this week, this week uh, we're very short because people keep dying. <laughs> and we don't have... uh, speaking of which, one of our recent thirsts, RIP to the Queen. Yeah. You know. I really, I really enjoyed her rendition of Hot Bottom Girls or Fat Bottom Girls, I should say. <laughs> yeah, I love the memes. They're like, "Rest in peace, Queen." Loved Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So who we got? We got one dude. Um, okay. Bob Barker. He's 98. It's like, I can't find anyone on this list that I know other than him. Okay, that's our list. Yeah, that's we our are... list. You know, we are almost there. We are almost done. And for our big 100th episode, we'll we'll reveal a new segment we're going to do because we're going to have a little uh, little revamp since we clearly can't keep going with this. <laughs> no. We're, Look out we're, for that and in two more episodes. Dwindling. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Who was your uh, uh, thirst of the week? Okay. So, like, I'm going to revisit this once again because I think I brought up I brought up House of the Dragon as a general thirst. But I yeah. want to... I want to dive more into the Matt Smith situation because this is something I've discussed with multiple girls this week. We're all talking about this. I surveyed a number of people there. Matt Smith is objectively like not hot. Like yep. if you look at a picture of him and you just saw that man in public, you'd be like, no, that guy's not hot. What are you talking about? However, there's something about him that is hot. It's, I can't explain it. But I'm into it. Much like the guy from Stranger Things, Eddie Munson, that I talked yeah. about last time. Objectively, I'm not attracted to them, but I get it. And the Matt, the Matt Smith thing just, like, gets me. And I just can't stop thinking about it because I'm like, there, there is just something about him that is really, like, charming and charismatic. And I think that's a big part of it. Like, he's very, like especially in like the house of the dragon series he's very confident very cocky like very um he's just got like a certain like charisma and like i feel like that makes him hot so, so one, of the, uh, yeah. one of the nerd corners that you're not really into is doctor who and he was of course one of the doctors i know yeah yeah which was funny because like so like i'm just being real like there's attractive people that played like the doctor in different iterations 
Yeah. I have never seen that fandom as horny as when Matt Smith was like the doctor on that show. That's what I'm saying. Like there's yeah. something about this man. Like <laughs> I cannot explain what it is. There's something about him. I also loved him in The Crown when he was playing. He played young. He was young, great. He yeah, played he was young so Prince good. Philip. He was so good. Once again, Prince Philip not exactly like a thirst-inducing character, nope. but not even a little bit. But I was so attracted to him in The Crown. And like, again, like I cannot explain it, but there's something about this man. And I was talking to a friend and I was like, you know what he gives off? He gives off strong Benedict Cumberbatch vibes. He has the same energy in terms of like, he's not an objectively attractive man, but he's got some sort of like charisma that I like people are deeply into. So I get it. He's like, to me, he gives off like a hot college TA type where he's not like a Hulk, but he's like, he like for some reason, he just like knows all about like the subject you're into and you're just like, fuck, I want to like get a drink with him. Like that's what like his vibe to me is. That, that checks out a lot. I could, I, he's giving, he's giving young professor vibes is what he's giving. That's like, what it is. Cause like, yeah. he's not like a full professor. I, I guess cause me, like he's older now in house of dragon, but in doctor who he was just like so young that I was just like, giving, like, he's like, giving like hot TA grad student vibes. Yeah. And, but now he's giving like full professor vibes, yep. but he's giving professor vibes of like, he's the professor on rate my professor that everyone's giving the hot chili pepper to, even yeah. though he's not hot, but in the scale of professors, he's like a 10, you know? So would you call him a red hot chili pepper? Bitch, I might. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough about my weird thirst for Matt Smith that I can't even explain. Um, who's your thirst for the week? So when I was in Guatemala, um, I wanted to watch what we do in the shadows, but Hulu, you can't get you can't get Hulu overseas and you can't get FX.com overseas. So I was fucked. Um, honestly, so that's honestly devastating. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was really sad so i went on netflix because like kelsey and i just wanted to watch something and on netflix pops up better call saul the most recent season of which we probably won't get in the states until like later next year so i was just like oh shit i gotta like try to binge this while i'm here and so like at night and stuff like that i'd watch an episode and then, like on the way back home i'd try to like cram it in as much as i can Fun fact, if you are going out of the country and there's stuff that you want to watch when you get back, you can download it and Netflix does let you watch it for like 48 hours afterwards. So you just had to like plow through it. (laughs) Yeah. So like I was just like, okay, I got to get this done. But like it was so so funny because like Kelsey would be asleep or we'd be on the plane and I would be like full out crying and like shaking because I was really, I was like really into this show. Screaming, crying, throwing up. So I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And so like, she's, funny. Just, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't think so. So yeah, I got to give uh, props to uh, Bob Odenkirk and uh, I can't think of the girl's name, but Kim Wexler on the show. They were so incredible. And I was like, so invested, almost like, unlike almost anything I've ever seen on TV where I was like, I'm just so invested in these two. I just need to know what's happening. And like, I'm, I know I'm on vacation, but I got to watch this TV show. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Any uh, random chatter? Yeah, I had something that I was going to discuss, and now I forgot it once again, because we go th- like we go through too much stuff on this show <laughs> that like by the time we get to the end of it, I'm like, ah, shit, I was going to talk about something, and I completely forgot about it, and that sucks. Sorry, we are so thorough. <laughs> we are so thorough. We just, like, clean the slate on everything. All right. Well, on that note, then, peace and blessings, y'all. Peace and blessings. <laughs>